Hey Miners, in our sixth episode of Mining Diamonds Podcast, we welcome two incredible people to the table. Respected media guru, music journalist, and MC, Rob Markman, shares his insight on the evolving realms of the music and entertainment industries. Joining Rob is Melanie McLean, publishing A&R, Web3 builder, and Web2.5 culture creator. Media content has never been as accessible and profitable as it is today, thanks to these four factors. Technology, social media, legacy culture, and globalization. And without wasting any time, we delve into the many ways creatives can take advantage of new platforms to monetize their art and diversify their portfolios. Rob and Melanie offer unique perspectives on the importance of building community, determining the value of your art, and the increasing power of cryptocurrency and NFTs for today's creative artists. So I probably spent maybe $500 on it. I didn't get the cheapest one. I got the one that I felt like represented me. That's the part that excites me about this whole space even even the most. It's like, you know, of course we're all investing and, and everybody wants to make money, but it could be expression as well, which is dope. With the blockchain, smart contracts, and especially the advent of NFTs, Artists, content creators, and entrepreneurs are being afforded a path to financial freedom and generational wealth as they've never seen before. With the latest iteration of the internet, dubbed Web3, new environments are being created in the metaverse along with new models of communication and economics, which is forcing established businesses and entrepreneurs to adapt very, very quickly. This is Mining Diamonds. Welcome back, uh... This is our podcast. It's called Mining Diamonds, where we get up all in your business because we are all about business. Uh, show where we're trying to teach you the real meaning of generational wealth and want you to understand what financial literacy is. And that's for you to understand what that money is. You hear? So yeah. we got a couple guests. You want you want to put them on to the guests we got, or you just want well, to pop I up mean, I them? think today's guests are, are really great because they have great insight into the music world, media. They cover both. We have Ron, Rob Markman, who's an esteemed journalist, rapper, creator, writer, and then yes. we have Melanie McLean, who's got great insight into the NFT space and a music executive doing great things. So I think this is going to be a really great show today. I'm excited because there's so much that I need to learn. Yeah, we're going to soak up like, the jewels. Cause they God got damn. they know shit that I don't know, so I, I'm on it. I'm hyped. You know? I'm looking forward Straight to up. it. Cause this this is your thing. You all about the NFTs. Yes, I, I know a little bit about it. You know it. all about so, the music industry. I know a little bit about it. A little bit. I'm a jack of all trades. I said jack of all trade is usually a master of none, but better than a master of, of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Know yeah, see, you know this. What? Of things about many things than just be stuck in one thing, but I guess that's to me. You know what? So basically, right in the intro, Jim was like, he's a master of what is I'm it? A jack of all jack trades. Of all and trades. That's usually the master of none. None, none, but usually better than the master of one. And I was like, yeah, that kind of applies to today because you got to be like both of you guys are multi hyphenates. You know, like Rob, you like people know you from being like. The, the face of genius and, you know, always out there interview for a long time, you know, and then you're also a writer, you know, and then you have like your ventures in that, but you're also a musician, you know, so there's that. And then, you know, you're moving into production, you know, and so and Melanie, you're a music executive, but you really opened up inside the NFT space. And really, like, I, I follow you to for that insight, you know, especially on NFTs and not just being able just to 
up, you know, basically to mint an NFT and just sell it. You know what I'm saying? But also the utility and community part of it, which is really great. So this episode really, to me, is like the future of what music and media is because it's all combining tech, media, uh, music. It's all combining to this one thing. And it seems like it's leveling a playing field for all independents. And it's just going to be great. Yeah, we want to we want to know how how do we make money? In this <laughs> new industry. I'm just saying, Cut like, to the how shade. do you make money in you this say, new industry? You sit next to this guy, like, like, you smell like money. You smell that? Smell like some money. I'm broke, Nah, I mean, you know. But the businesses are popping. I'm learning. I'm here to learn. I think it's multiple hustles. Like, even more so, the game is wide open more than than it ever was. You know, I, I always remember the, the famous quote from, from Dame in the early Rockefeller days and being a kid and not maybe understanding, but he was like, yo, we're not selling music. We're we selling you lifestyle, mm. you know, and, and they showed us through every step of the way, right? Like, it was, you know, first it was um, them not getting the iceberg deal and creating Rockaware, and then it's Armadale Vodka, and then, you know, now it's Ace of Spades. Now it's... You know, like I, I don't think Jay gets to a to a billion. I know he doesn't get to a billion dollars just being a, a rapper, right? You know, arguably the greatest, right? Mm. One of the greatest, right? He diversified his hustles, you know. So, I, and I think now it's more accessible right. for us. You know, like you don't necessarily have to be on the Jay Z level to just diversify. You know, your your your, your portfolio, how you're hustling, where you getting money from. You know? What's a portfolio look like for the average person? Like, because usually that's left to the money man, the stock portfolio, all your investments. Right. But for the average Joe, what does that look like? Diversify your time, your like what what you do with the time. The time is is the most valuable like, asset. Valuable we have. asset, like like and, and you know it, it as a resource. Like time, you can never get back. You can get money, lose money. Like you'll never get time back. Like Facts. yesterday is gone. So you know when when I say diversify your portfolio, and I'm not a Wall Street person at all. So I, I'm speaking more so of of how you invest your time and the things that you invest your time in. Um, the the things that you you know back to the opening quote, the things that you choose to master, the things that you you hustling. So how did that that quote like? How did that impact you directly? What did that? How did that shape you? Right? How did you figure out what you wanted to do in your life? You know, yeah. hearing that, like, how did you decide to diversify well, your nah, I, I just knew, I always knew music was my thing and my love. Like, you know, the thing about me as a creative person and, and, and how I've been able to be successful, and luck, luckily, is being involved in things that I love. So it got it got to come from, from my heart first. And some, some people are blessed. Like, if my heart isn't in it, then I can't spend my time doing it. Right. Some people are really blessed that they could just kind of hustle. Like, I don't necessarily got to love this. Like, I could just hustle. Like, right, for right. me, everything starts with my passion, heart yeah. and the passion. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, look, Kia knows, I, I guess, you know, we revealed, like, I, I you know, I thought I was going to come into the game being a rapper, being a musician. I used to be at your apartment mm -hmm. recording with Probe and, mm -hmm. and, you know, before anybody knew who I was, before working at XXL, before working at MTV. Um, but media ended up being the door for me. Right. You know, I started, um, you know, writing for Vibe album reviews and writing for Complex album reviews and getting a job at XXL. XXL took me to MTV. Writing, writing album reviews? Just writing when you wanted to be on the other side. You nah. Because I just wanted to be... In it. I, yeah, I just wanted to be around music. Like, it, it was like, all right, well, 
Well, first of all, also the writing was paying me may, way more than the rapping was mm. at that point. So it's like, you know, I guess there was some hustling because it, it was just like, well, shit, <laughs> you gonna pay me this for this? And you know, th- this is the dollar word era. In I was Vi about magazine. to say, how much are you getting for yeah, a word? Yeah, wow. dollar word. You know what I'm saying? Starting like you know the the more established writers at the time, dollar fifties. Some people was getting two dollars a word. So them articles that was in the middle of vibe, somebody was getting paid a dollar word for them along as two least. articles. And yeah. stuff like I missed that era. Yep. Wow. At least. Yep. You know wow. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. See, I came in blog era, so right. like when I was a writer, I was a blogger for like Saint Huron, so. I missed the whole print era. Like I've never been written in print. I was only online, so I'm jealous. I'm definitely yeah. jealous. Saint Huron is is salon, what? salon. Yeah, so yeah. like back, like back uh, 2000. I don't know, 13, 14. She basically like launched this like collective that now we're all you know music executives at you know Epic or I'm mean, you know where I'm at now secretly. But back before like you know back when like Kilela before she popped or talking about people like Kei Trinata and Kali Uches, like those yeah. tastemaker type of things. But that was that was all online. But at the same time, I wasn't living in New York yeah. at the time. So that was also an era where you can find great talent anywhere and say, hey, do you want to write for this publication? You didn't have to be in New York or L.A. So like that's a good thing about me coming from that blog era that I didn't have to be here or – I might not have had the formal, I might not have went to NYU or something, but I still got those opportunities. That's like a generational shift to come from yeah. printed magazine and then it's the blog era. So it's, Definitely. it's really defining, like you're from the printed magazine era, you're from the blog era, and yeah. now we're in a whole different era. Yeah, Correct. I'm a Tumblr like, baby. I'm a Tumblr baby. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Tumblr. But it's also, yeah. it's also recognizing, I think one of the things, even though I came from the print era, you you know, you start to feel when the money dry up, when, mm-hmm. when, when, like this isn't great business anymore to be right. in print media. Like so, I had to boil down. I know a lot of people who were in the print era, and when magazines started to go away, they didn't know how to adjust or do anything else, right? Because they were so used to the magazines and the process. And what you really have to ask yourself, what I had to ask myself is, what am I? Am I am I a print journalist? Now nah, I'm a storyteller. So I'm just going to take my storytelling ability somewhere else. So when the internet opened it up. Right. Again, you know, you just kind of shifted and, and changed with the times. But like for the businesses, because I think the same thing happened with publishing that happened with music, right? So when Spotify first was starting to launch, record labels wasn't feeling it, right? They were like, they don't want, they didn't want to get involved with streaming because they felt like it would cannibalize their actual physical sales of mm-hmm. albums. Publishers didn't want to get into blogging because it would cannibalize the actual physical sales, physical yeah. magazine, and. For a publication like Vibe, right, that was like the magazine, that oversized print publication was the shit. That's what people knew and loved. And so it was like it was a period where they didn't want to switch over. They didn't really want to dive into digital. But at the same time, it was like by print, it's like 30 days, right, for yeah. publication. By the time, you the uh, you know, the journalist, they write the article, you get it through print. That it's shit was o- already on Perez Hilton. I'll, I'll say it was that, already done. Nobody and, cares. Yeah. And th- 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 this happened to me. I, f- I forgot. But let's just say exactly what you're saying. Let's say um, I'm working for XXL and I interview Jim. Jim is about to drop an album. It's press day. We're doing print. XXL, I interview Jim, and then somebody, let's say for shout out to Truck Creekmore or HipHop.com, right. interviews Jim the same day. Right. We might get the same information. Like, like right. we might hit the same talking points. I got to wait 30 days for you to read my article. Chuck could put it out the next day. Somebody on the blog. So 
magazines were were in the in the business of selling old information. Right. You know, but the true shift happened with the money because you always got to follow the money. Always. The real thing is is where the advertisers spending. Mm-hmm. Is once the advertisers found more value online than they did on that printing page, mm-hmm. that's when the money starts shifting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least in, in, in the publishing and in the media game, you got to follow the advertising money because the game goes wherever the advertising mm. money goes. Yeah, you know, and, and, and even now, um, look at, look at, deal, you know, look, man, Sweetie got a McDonald's commercial. Like, we're talking about you know that. what I'm Meg saying? Yeah. Hottie sauce. Yeah, hottie sauce. Uh, Jay Balvin and also Travis Scott dropped McDonald's meals. Right. I mean, like, it's a shift because now, as you say, the publishing and the media game, you're looking at it now. Right now, you're looking at another shift. And the shift is going from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0. Mm-hmm. You know, and also the value of music. Where is that going? Because, you know... To be honest with you, like once Spotify and streaming hit, you saw like a the value of music take a real hit. Well, no, music was devalued. Yeah. Like, like literally, like a song. Look, we come from the era. I come from the era of going to the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. and buying a, a single for four bucks. Right? It was ninety nine cents. Miles was four bucks. Right? right you know, some right. Jay Z shit. Um, CDs, singles, whatever. CDs cost ten dollars. I, mean, I used cost, to go to H and V every How much Friday. does music cost now? Nothing. I don't. Yeah, but it's the value for who? Because the artists make more money now than they right. did back then. I mean, you got, the music? You, got, you, got, you got people that will argue, but yeah, the artists now are getting way more money than we was when we was back then. These artists that streaming and booming and these new kids that's buzzing, they knew how to monetize those numbers. That's why the labels mm. were in the back. And then that's why you had a person like Ghazi who figured out how to monetize the money from these new artists who was figured out how to keep the money in your pocket to show how to label how to get some of this new money since CDs were going they were kind of lost for a minute that's why Empire was in the lead when it comes to monetizing that money so for the artists it it was never devalued because they figured out how to keep making big dollars now you got these young artists that averages a deal of a million dollars with no sweat two million dollars with no sweat just because they can produce numbers that on the computer from their streams and stuff like that these kids are getting super paid right now like not a, a bunch of them too a, a bunch of them I'm talking about shit loads of money to the point that they don't know what to do with it's crazy but it's also uh, speaks to the shift just like everything just like it like we just said media and publishing music I mean now there's no more production cost you know, you don't need to praise for CDs. Now it's more instant. And now with streaming, you have a worldwide audience. Because, you know, back in the days, there was like, you had to have separate launch days for this. Like, think about film. Like, it's, right now, they're doing worldwide releases. Like, you would think they would have done that a long time ago. But they couldn't. They, you know, I remember the film drops maybe in July here in the States, but it doesn't drop until Christmas until fucking the UK. You know, now everything is instant. You have a global audience in your hand all you got to do is figure out how to tap into them and so we're now seeing this other shift into nfts for music because it seems like that's a way for music to get the value back you know like that well the artist to get the value the artist to get and, the value and, and what i was speaking on not to because jim is absolutely right and jim, like that's your business like jim knows that i think better than anybody at this table but literally the cost of a song the cost of a cd what what that transactional cost is is you pay spotify you don't own that anymore right as a fan we all have the same music collection in our phones it's ten dollars a month if yeah. you use spotify apple title whatever you choose um but yeah i think the nft space is going to allow fans to participate and have transactions with artists again in, in, in a way that's like super meaningful 
and equitable and, and could be equitable for the fan and as, as much as it is for the artist. You so, know what so how do how do the labels make money? Like, if this is a a benefit for the artist, where how does that label win? Well, I'm, I'm not the label is the label is always going to win. <laughs> but they, 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 anytime an artist does something to make money, they label pays them more money. Yeah, but yeah. we got an NFT three sixty. Yeah, yeah, they'll adjust the contract real quick. That should be about shit, but a dollar. And it's gonna be the same way. It's kind of like when it came like these rappers popping up on like YouTube or TikTok, right? If there's gonna be an artist who's really selling them well on um, NFTs and they're doing music, in three months we're gonna see deals off of the person who's number one on the music open C chart is gonna get a deal the same way we saw two years ago. Someone with 200,000 TikTok videos, the same way, you know, young boy got his deal. It's the same way that, you know, a TikTok artist. Like, it's like it's, the labels are always going to follow who's winning. They're going to give you the money. When you make a million as an artist, label going to give you five million. You make a million as an independent artist, the label going to give you five million because they know you're going to make five million. They and the, the big thing about kind of like when it comes like the way streamings work and NFTs is the same way when pop came out. Now we have drill artists in Ghana. We have drill artists in France, Poland, everywhere, right? Just because if you're on Worldstar, we all can watch Worldstar on YouTube. That's the same thing how crypto is, right? One Ethereum is the same if you live in Lagos, if you're in Poland, if you live in South London, if you live in the Bronx. One Ethereum is one Ethereum. Therefore, you have one Ethereum. Someone has an NFT that costs 0.08 ETH. You can afford it. But okay. Just like one YouTube account, you know? Let's go back to you said making it equitable for the artist as well as the audience. Like totally. how, 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 how would that work? Like, I mean, I think the best way to make it like good for both is kind of like you can't, it's the same time you might have the best album ever, but back in the CD era, you would sell it for 10, 20 bucks, right? You're not going to say my album's so good. I'm going to, like, everyone's not Nipsey, right? But, you know? <laughs> but that's what this is, this, that's just what this space is all about. Like, it ain't about making it affordable or convenient for the person if I feel my art is mm -hmm. that much of a bomb and you feel that I'm that much of a bomb, I'm going to put a premium on this for people to buy into what they feel is a bomb. And I'm not saying everybody can do that, but Jay-Z can put an album out right now and charge $1,000 for a Jay-Z album. And he might sell a million of those Jay-Z albums and stuff like that because people believe in Jay-Z and his brand. He's a billionaire. Well, shit, I'm going to spend $1,000 for this Jay new Jay-Z album, NFT, and shit like that. I'm going to hold it because we all know it's going to accu mm. accumulate uh, uh, money and value. shit. It's going to turn to value and shit like that's going to turn into a, a moneymaker. So it depends on... And that's what I'm saying. This space of NFT is the most creative space ever because as she says, let's make it like when HMV was out. He's selling $10 CDs. But for us, it's like, well, we've been robbed for so many years in this industry. I want my art to be just as good as JaVinci's. And how much would you pay for a JaVinci piece of pain? Well, shit, nigga, I'm JaVinci. That's how I <laughs> feel about my shit. That's why I turn my music into an NFT. And people that believe in my artistry, they're going to follow what I'm doing. And you have to be... Uh, you have to be a real, a, a re, you gotta have a reality check when you're doing all this because everybody can't do everything. Exactly. You, you go you put an NFT that. for zero, and the NFT still could accumulate more money than a person that had NFT for five hundred thousand right. dollars. Right. It's, it, it, it's funny like that. You know what I mean? It's just like the music. Nobody's guaranteed a hit. You could play a record in the re in the studio, and everybody in that studio would be like, "Oh, this is it. It's going number one," and that shit don't go nowhere. Right. Yeah. Would you recommend a non-famous person you know the regular rapper that's from around the way who's like 
I feel like my shit is the shit and I'm putting my joint out for like a thousand dollars or would you be like young boy no I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that artist at that level to try to do that so Maybe. so so your name your brand the that's, more, that's the important, more influence right? you have the more the, the more you can charge it's about influence so if you a person with influence not times with ten people are going to follow you into your NFT pool and see how how much water they can get out of that you, you dig and then you have elaborate platforms of people that like she said the uh, Lord Abe you heard then Who? you have things what? like yeah my, uh, my NFC have a board eight, that yeah. goes up every day in value because they have a group of people that are only they there's a private it's a, it's a private group Exclusive. of people that have these board apes and they cool doing kids. different things within side of this club that they have and shit yeah. like that that start to make the board ape value go up and now people wants to be involved with it but you can't be involved with it if you don't have one of the apes and now these apes are how much are they costing right now? Like the one, floor one, is like, maybe. Well, yeah. I think if you, you got one fifty thousand, and you could become part of this exclusive crew. That's the floor. That's the, yeah. the but cheapest one. But I didn't buy one. that. But I didn't buy right. it. Right. right. So I want to get. I want to know. How did you buy your NFT, your ape, or whatever? Like, I don't mean to discount because you know I'm new. No, right? no, no. I mean the so biggest thing to, is like, I mean, I think it's the same way we know culture, right? We can see. We saw like when Megan came out a few years ago. And people are like, okay, she's a rapper. I'm like, no, nah, she's a star, right? When we were seeing her doing all those freestyles and talking about she's from Houston, like, oh, this girl's a star. It was obvious. It was yeah. obvious, and that's how I look at NFTs. I can see a bunch of NFTs, and I can be like, no, this one, this one's a star. What's, what, yeah. what, what, what do you see? What's the For, star? Well, the, back at that time, it's kind of the idea like, okay, Megan can rap, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are rappers, but she can actually rap. What came to Bored Apes back in May first when I bought it, most NFTs... You didn't own the creator's license to it. You can have an NFT. You owned it on the blockchain. But I couldn't just make a colonial brand and put my board ape on it. I couldn't, you know, talk to a craft beer brand and say, put it on the label. I couldn't make a cartoon series with my, you know, NFT. That was not possible for most NFTs. That was what happened with board apes. They so that was what a is it called? The commercial. Yeah, commercial licensing. Commercial yeah. license that like, each individual would hold. So, so when now you, you can make your, money on top of making right. money. Exactly, and that was not the culture. That was that was right. different. So but, it stuck out. And then on top of it, in real time, I'm on Clubhouse, and I'm seeing artists that I've never known from Adam doing like remixes in their own creative style with their board ape because they had the right to do that. Hmm, and then in real time, they were making it putting it on the website OpenSea and selling it. And I'm just sitting in the clubhouse room. And I'm like, let me let me get this. What is 0.27 ETH? So or, how much you did know, you pay for your... Like 0.27 ETH. At the time, probably the cheapest to get was probably like 0.2 ETH. So I probably spent maybe $500 on it. I didn't get the cheapest one. I got the one that I felt like represented me. Mine has like a striped shirt, like kind of like this indie look like me. Had these 3D glasses. It was pink. I was like, oh, I like this. It fit me. So people were making money in real time. Most times, people just have an NFT. It's their Twitter profile, and that's it. I'm like, if people are making money within hour within having this, I want to be in that club. So now it's, what, five, six months later, and I'm going to parties in X, Y, and Z. There's boat parties just for people with the ape. Like, these are entrepreneurs. This is a a community who's really trying to do things. We're just not a profile picture. We're not just a Twitter group. We really trying to like create our own wealth based off of investing in ourselves. That's different. That's that's, that's attractive. That's what you dope. said to me though too. Like more so, obviously it's an investment. So you got a business mind about you and, yeah. and you in it. But even the part where you say that you picked the one that felt like you the most, oh, totally. like 
and I think that's with anything is how you really attract people is how you speak to people. So it's like you had your choice that you could buy from, but you picked the one that was kind of right for you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and that's the part that excites me about this whole space even even the most. It's like, you know, of course we're all investing and, and everybody wants to make money, but it could be expression as well, which is dope. Yeah, no, this, but that's what I'm saying. Like what she said, so the NFT is a space where you can create your own rules totally. You dig? Pretty much within... A little bit of anything. Is you it like do. the Wild Wild West? It's like pretty that? much is the Wild Wild West, one hundred percent. There's nobody can stop you from putting your own twist on how you want to sell us NFT. Like I wanted to buy a beach house in Aruba and then make an NFT where it's a timeshare on a small contract for the duration of life for the people that actually get the NFT, and I will keep a keep one month for myself for the for, for, for the duration of life and things like that is that like a timeshare that sounds like a timeshare though it is but it's, it's a time utility share, attached but it's to a, NFT it's, it's an NFT guys. and it's also the physical you right. think? so now people buy this NFT and now you have a chance now you also attach to it is the weak timeshare that comes with this dope ass house in Aruba and shit like that with the time with the with the NFT you get it with the NFT you brought and so you buying you buying a, you buying an NFT, which is usually digital of some sort, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but that. the bonus of this NFT is the physical that you get ownership the of that week in that timeshare of that okay. beach house in Aruba for the duration of life through a small contract. To yes. make it even more wild, though, someone like you with your brain, someone like you can like as we use the term the metaverse, right? Someone like you, like, hey, let me build that. Let me connect with someone who can do some digital design, get a parcel of land on decentral land, crypto mm -hmm. voxels. Mm -hmm. You can build replicate that in a virtual sense so yep. like i said someone can be like in london accra pull up with a little avatar and okay yeah you can't actually go to aruba go to my virtual to world virtual and sell an one. nft to go to your virtual world and only people with the nft can access it so like it's the wild wild west I mean, because I could, you could i mean you, you know, can build it one thing special about this podcast we don't focus on people that already know the information with people you know, give it information to people that really don't know <laughs> You know? <laughs> but, you know, but like, and so breaking it down, we, we, you know, we all have like, you know, understanding of it, but like, as we move into the metaverse, which is the, the third iteration of the internet, you know, so like the first iteration of the internet is for the people that don't know is web one, which is www dot. So it was just like going to, you know, regular web page. Web two was social media being able to go inside a closed wall community and be able to have in, in interactions there. And now Web3 is is that you're going, it's you. Web3 is the real movie. What's the movie with the avatars in it? Oh, like what? Ready Player? Uh, no, what's the movie with the, one? with the Avatar? Blue, with the blue. Avatar. That's the Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good marketing. They said we're just going to call this it. Is yeah. And like they say, yeah. any movie that comes out, the, this, the, what you see in a the movie they already knew 20 years ago. You dig? So yeah, when they, Will Smith did Enemy of the State and right. they had the phones and then and that looked crazy later, to us, right? The iPhone came out, niggas like, oh, they got the Will Smith movie shit on here. You can see it. <laughs> right? right? It's the, it's it's the, it's the same, same difference. You know? yeah. But we are being pushed into this metaverse. I mean, Facebook changed to meta, and they're spending $5 billion a month, some crazy number, just to be able to build out this metaverse, which is basically all-encompassing world. But that's not just like, just like you go to Facebook.com, you can go to, you know, uh, RobMarkman.com and go into your metaverse or go into like, you know, VampLife.com and go into the VampLife. Is this you know? like it's Sims a, and Roblox? It is Sims that's and it. Roblox. It's like Roblox for adults. No different than Grand Theft Auto, no different Same than thing. motherfucking, all of these shits where you using another, uh, something digital to be who you are. Except you will like have that. your own 
own unique identity within yep. it. And it's and it's things acts like you, uh, walks like you, can talk like you. Any your whole characteristic is what your avatar is, and you keep feeding your avatar. You they got restaurants in these places, they got uh, skydiving in these places, they got cars you could buy in these places, they got clubs in these places. They get, this metaphor is way different. Everything, clothing brands. You can go to a dip, diplomat concert in the, the metaverse. metaverse, but a real live diplomat concert where me, Cam, and Joels would really be somewhere in, in, in a studio where we're actually performing, and these people are in the metaverse watching. Us perform live inside of a studio somewhere. Yeah, you can wear one of those mod cap suits. So, like, if you make a right what? left movement, <laughs> the yes. little avatars will make the right, yes. you know, yeah. in real time. And as I said, like, you Shit can be the bizarre. other side of the world and on the other side of the world, and we're all in the same place watching. Like, this isn't just a pre recorded thing. Nah, this is, this is real live. time. And you can make real money in real time inside of. So when you're speaking towards the creatives, the, the musicians and the artists, you see that everything kind of comes together. And now, I mean, we're, we're approaching a new creative world where it doesn't matter if you're an artist or if it's a painting artist, like 2D or digital art, or you're actually an MC or, you know, now you'll be able to have this whole new suite of tools to visualize your art and your persona, you know, and really, you like know, it is the future of like what we, you know, we, you know, I said the future of the music business, but it's really the future, period. Future, future, future. No, the future of interactive, in, in, interactions with other people, connectivity, community. You know, and it's a really good time. But, you know, right now, the NFT for music space is really exploding, you know, and like all of us here have, you know, some interest in music. I mean, I, I don't have much anymore, but, you know, I'm, I'm still vested in it. Like you, you're always with music. Your husband's a producer. You know, what I'm saying the DJ Jim, you're actively out there doing it. Rob, you're doing it. And you you're you're in it, too. So, you know. How it's going to change music, the, the the music industry for musicians is just it's it's so incredible, but it's also mind blowing as you see because like every single day something new is happening. There's all new innovation being broke down. Like, but keep in mind this won't take the labels out of position at all because everybody yeah. incapable of actually doing their own NFT as much oh, yeah. as, much as right. they want to say I'm going to make my music in the NFT. A lot of people are lazy. It's the same right. thing we always talk about. It's not everybody wants to be a boss, but reality is most of these people are workers right. and they're comfortable with being a worker. To do NFTs, it's more like a boss mentality. Like I want to take control of my whole identity and my independence when it comes to music, and I want to dictate how I want to share my piece of the pie. I'm everything now. So now if I want to make a partnership with a label, I can do so from this NFT perspective. Like, I want to give them a little bit of this to help my NFT go, then I could do that. Like, it's just, but you have to have a real bossed up mentality when you in that space of selling, of owning your music and projecting it because it's just you at this point. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Now, if you don't have the influence, like I said, that might not be the most successful move for you. Yeah, I, got, I call myself a Web3 world builder. Because as we said, like you really can build your own world in the same way we're applauding people like Sweetie for her partnerships, Megan the Stallion, Travis Scott doing things in Roblox. They have teams helping with them that, you know? So like there's always gonna be management companies, labels, experiential agencies, digital agencies. So yeah, someone might have the vision, but there's always gonna be a lot of people who might not have any Web3 experience, no crypto experience, but they might be great at doing a festival activation and that's how we have Astro World, right? And someone might make an NFT and you can access their music festival. You're still going to need an AEG. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. you still, you're going to, yeah. so it's kind of like, 
we all don't have to pivot to Web3. We all don't right. have to have our MetaMask wallet today to be part of this conversation to help someone execute their vision, building this world out. Now, yeah, there's going to be some of us who are making a website and to access that website, you have to connect your crypto wallet. Yeah, you're going to need the crypto people for that type of stuff. Or if we all at this conversation right now, if we all got your social token for speaking and that gives us access. Yeah, okay, you need crypto people to do that. But it's just we're all coming together. We all have our expertise and just that meeting in the minds, you know. How did you learn all this stuff? The same way that I learned about hip hop, you know, uh-huh. the same way that I learned about sneakers. You know, I just What you researched. know about sneakers? <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my reacts right now. <laughs> but what you really know about sneakers? How thorough are you about sneakers? I'm not from New York. So, so you're not. Uh, I'm, 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 not, let you, I'm not from Harlem. I'm gonna let, let you slide. I'm gonna let you slide. You said sneakers. I had to say the same way. I know sneakers. I know sneakers, but I'm not from Harlem. I'm gonna let you slide. I'm gonna let you slide. Because you yeah. might know more, way more about the sneakers that's moving right now. Because I'm not a hype beast, but yeah. I am a sneaker fiend. So I would know way more about the sneakers that stem from the '80s all the way up. Yeah, see, but that's like that's me music, right? Like, I remember I used to work with Too My YouTube, right? And he used to always joke and say, like, anything new, Melanie got you. But sometimes it'd be like, what song came out in 1993? I'd be like, But I could tell you, like, 15, you know, rappers out of South London, and, like, that's how I am about things. Like, I could tell you about Prior Moss. I could tell you about... You know, new sneakerhead stuff like like I'm I'm always next. I'm yeah, always you, new. You say you shit know? like that, I get lost quick. Right. Yeah, but I do my research. But at the same time, it's like some people like that's why it's like the meaning of the minds, right? Yes. I gotta have people that I respect, I look up to, who's gonna put me on game, and then I'm gonna the person's gonna be in the ear like, yo, check out this person, check out this person, check out this person. You know what? That 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 gave me a little light bulb right there when you talked about the sneakers real quick, and I was like. Mm, the whole thing, like even with NFTs and how they move and, you know, it, everything seems to be moving towards the scarcity model. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, we talk about sneakers and people are like, you know, you'll be like, you know, these Travis Scott sneakers, they're only made like 500 of these. You know, it's the same thing with the NFT feel like and, and anything like, you know, so it's interesting to see this scarcity model apply to music and media. You know, because it's it's real interesting to be like, I created this song and, you know, just like how Nipsey had Proud to Pay, you know, it was like when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's that's different. You know, I, 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 my whole thing is, let me see. So NFT is cool. It's easy to sell an NFT, right? I mean, a, a record is an NFT, right? But then you have two sides to what you have production side you have the writer side right and these both sides usually get paid publishing right so and my question is will publishing still be valid if you selling your own nft and how does that work on the publishing side of things that's what scares me see publishing to sell an nft is cool that's a quick fix but to have publishing on an nft is something that you have for life right you dig you know i think that's up to the writers and and you know the more you have control over it to sell the NFT, the, the publishing rights, you know, you, you might not give the whole thing away. I might make 10% available of, of, of this credit to anybody who wants to buy it. Right. And then and then that song, imagine that song goes on to hit number one. Of but the that yeah, that's cool, but I want to know how is it being done. Like, you right. understand, we need to find out the facts. Nah, like, that, Tory Lane right. sold the NFT. Right. Does he get publishing? Does the producer right. get I publishing think it's, it's, I for it the NFT? I thought it was a smart contract. 
it's cool. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm. even though it's a smart contract, it's something called publishing. Right. There's still BMI. You know, record starts getting played on the radio. There's still something called publishing. Right, right. No matter so, so what you know, as the, an NFT. What's the conversation in the publishing world about NFTs? Like, I, I think the conversation is just starting because, like, that's the thing I was thinking. Uh, really? Like, just now? I mean, because the thing is, when you when, when you register a song, right? Like, you get someone's BMI. You get your IPI number. If you someone gets the shares of publishing, do they have an IPI number? No, they don't. Right, you right. know, but you could probably sell it. Well, like the listen, same way, so I'm, you know no, I mean? so I publishes some stuff. So I got a very disruptive publishing mm-hmm. business model that I'm about to okay. hit the whole industry with. So it's it, you could go about publishing in a whole different way that people don't even know about it. Like I can show artists how to get paid instantaneously off of music they make right now, as long as it has no 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 samples right. in it. And I'll show you how to sell your publishing for either a Kickstarter or for a shitload of money by just selling. Just selling the extras that the publishing company hope that you uh, bring back. So you got 50%. They You got a feature on there. They hoping you bring back 30 to 35% of the record so you can retrieve the bulk of your publishing. That means there's a big threshold of... We're not going to get into that. Let's stick to the NFTs. Let's stick to the NFTs. Let's stick to the NFTs. Let's get off camera. I'll show you a little bit more about it. But let's stick to the NFTs. So now, we talking about publishing. Like you dig it's two different things. But when a record gets played on the radio, what does that mean? It accumulates some type yeah, of publishing. Yeah, royalties, yeah. Yeah, so then how, how does Sync this work? So if you... TV. S- this I'm just trying to figure it out. So if Tory Lane sold the NFT and then one of his records start busting on the radio, how does that work? Does it work in the same form? Do you still still out, fill out publishing for that for that record? I, I don't, because imagine, it's a whole system. You know, I, I'd yeah. imagine it's the same. Like first of all, it's all in whatever contract, but it's just your publishing deal and your record deal are two separate things. Totally. So so it could but be your like publishing your publishing deal reflects your, your music. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But reflects your music being sold commercially. Right. The NFT is not being sold commercially; it's being sold personally. Right. Thank you. So how we, how does this work? Damn, you're right. 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 I'm putting it out there because somebody got to give us some answers sooner or later. That's why I say separate. If if I was a musician, I I would not give away my publishing to someone who clicked on button on OpenSea. You know, like I wouldn't give away my publishing to anyone who went to a website, clicked a button, and bought it for. I don't care if it was two ETH, fifteen ETH. I wouldn't give my publishing and, away unless that's the value proposition. Unless like you could participate in the economics of this record. That's in a cool, way. but that's not an NFT at that point. You did. That's going into a whole other model, which I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> the, the, what we're trying to figure out, who's going to tell us the rules to NFT and publishing as artists start to put out music Don't on give their away your own. publishing. That's the rule. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Never, oh, sorry about the begging. Never give away your publishing. We all know that. But how do we get paid off the publishing if I'm putting out an okay. NFT? And, well, is, I mean, and is know, the publishing still valid? You, you know, the Coinbase just announced that they're, you know, with, with United Masters going to pay people in crypto. So, I mean... They're paying people in crypto and then they're launching an NFT platform as well. Well, Coinbase is launching an NFT platform. But that's still two separate things. If you're paying somebody crypto, that's real money. They're just paying what you was going to get anyway in in green dollars. So, they're trying to, like, create a whole ecosystem Ecosystem. where everything is in Coinbase, But we're trying to figure out, when we put this NFT out, are we going to get some publishing dollars or not? Interesting. Anybody from uh, United Matters? Hey, Dave. (laughs) 
Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk after this because you got answers. I know you do. You know? <laughs> but, that, but that's the disruption, right? Well, might like, not. <laughs> might not. That's publishers. That's, that's musicians coming Dave. together and saying, this is a question. I'm not even going to answer it, but I'm going to create my own lane for it. Because publishing companies got to be getting nervous when they know that the artists now have the power to start releasing their own music, singles, all the way to albums. Right. Then they have no relations directly with that artist because they have all the relations directly with these labels who push the artist towards these big publishing companies right. and things like they, that. They so, hold the back. So they, they rather give they you know as much money as possible. In. They know it's built in now. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or should I say, are these same big publishing institution is going to give the independent artists the same money that they were giving them if they were still attached to the label. What's, what scares me with that same point is if an average artist is like, you know, posting on social media, going to Hot 97 XYZ to push a song, hoping they'll get, it'll go gold, platinum, whatever. If that same artist sold several NFTs and made $30,000, do musicians still are incentivized to push in their own songs if they're going to make that money. That's what scares me because some musicians, their goal is to tour around the world, you know, do the interviews. But some people, they just want to make their art and chill. And if they can make that same money and legit never have to make a social media post on Twitter, never have to go to a radio interview, never have to, you know, sleep on the road and all that type of stuff, play to, play to rooms and no one knows who they are. Will they do that? And I think we're going to have, like, just sound, how we have those SoundCloud rappers. I think we're going to have a new class of musicians who don't want to do all this real life stuff. They want to be they maybe Twitter. No, it's but like, and they're going to make their real life. I just told her that early. Like, this pandemic, I made so much fucking money without <laughs> having to fucking go anywhere. Now people be calling me for shows. I'd be like, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. And I might throw a retarded number to them and yeah. it's like, let me take it or you don't. And somebody be like, yeah, I'm like, damn, man, I right. do not want to go to this fucking right. state. Like, and it's yeah. not, it's just, you dig like the comfortability of figuring out how to make money from the comforts of your own home. It's nothing like it. You dig? So now, the, this is why the metaverse is going to work so easily. Because people are now trained to not go anywhere. No, I mean, no you, further than right. the store because everything is on their phone or in front of their computer and everybody's there. There'll still be fans who want to experience a concert in real life. I'm not saying and, that's going to evaporate, right, right. but I'm and, just and, saying. And they'll pay more yeah, to do that. Mm. And yeah. there'll still be artists who, who will be like, you know what? Nothing beats being on stage yeah. traditionally and they'll just charge more. It's where the supply meets the demand. Like, how much are you willing to pay for that? It just becomes a different experience. The economics change. That's what change. I'm saying. Nostalgia so is like expensive at this point. That's why right. verses go so good. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, vinyl sales. Even you know, you talk about in the streaming how nobody buys anything physical, but vinyl sales is always on the rise. 4, now you're starting 000%. to see. Vinyl right now, I can make half a million dollars of a vinyl off right. the next project I do with no sweat, just because right. somebody built a whole lane of that nostalgia. Yeah, it, it create all this newness is just going to create a nostalgia economy. But you, you that's know, all I, it is, though. It's yeah. just nostalgia. Right. And nostalgia, nostalgia for it to be worth anything besides a physical still has to be transferred over to digital. So it all still ends up back in the me- right. in the yeah. metaverse sooner mm-hmm. or later. Once it's over, that whole uh, content of that whole event is going on the metaverse. It's going on. Look at Lil Nas X, uh, Roblox, right? Um, Old Town Road and Roblox has a whole little like area dedicated to, I think it's Old Town Road. It's the music is playing forever. I checked this out a year after it happened. 
because I'm not seven years old, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, I missed it. I just read an article. Literally, you pull up to Roblox, you step into the spot, Old Town Road's playing, complete world he's built for that. Imagine verses like that, you know, yeah. like really the idea that we are way past the, besides like insecure on TV or something, we're beyond the era of, oh, it's 7 p.m., let's all gather yeah. around the TV and watch this. We are meant for this metaverse era of not just creating this space, but you might pull up three hours later, two months later, two years later to something that we built. And what really gets on some crypto stuff, you might need that NFT to access it. So you might probably have someone buying an NFT to access something that you might have built two years ago. They're like, oh, wait, I saw this. So like imagine versus two years from now, people buying a versus NFT to pop into the versus metaverse to catch you know pile of because they're exclusively <laughs> they missed they, they actually mission. you know have you know utilities what yeah. They call yeah. so yeah. now they need this board ape in order to go watch and this that's, that's what versus they, yeah. that's what they, or they need whatever it is what's it called the blue chip value of an yeah. nft is based off of the utility and the community it has so that's really where it is because like i feel like soon you nft will be synonymous like we say mp3 Right. Nobody's going to be like, oh, NFT, NFT. It's going to be whatever. No, it's but gonna it's going to be whatever regular. the practice is. You know? like, it's going to be every day. Yeah. It's going to be an everyday. Oh, yeah. Chips. yeah. Like a QR code now. Like before, we were like, oh, who uses QR codes? This pandemic. Now everybody was in the restaurant. Right. What's the menu? Uh, got it. Yeah. Right. That That's what this, I mean, that, the party I went to last night. I went to this party called FWB. I have, I have five of this social token called FWB. I RSVP'd. I only can RSVP because I have these five social tokens. I pulled up to the event last night in Brooklyn, pulled up my a QR code. They scanned a QR code. They weren't saying, let me see your MetaMask. How many th- do you? No, I had a QR code. So all this stuff is just all connected. So that was. I needed to hear that. And that's how I'm going to throw my next Capricorn event. Hey. <laughs> can't get in without a Capricorn. Uh, there you go. Just you know. Know. I get my Capricorn. So wait. <laughs> So people were forced into QRCs pretty much because of the pandemic, yeah. right? You were kind of forced to use it. Yeah, because nobody was fucking with it. Right. Before. No but one was going to a, a sign. I mean, but, but it made sense. <laughs> no, it, I like, get right. it. But utility, what I'm saying utility. is so this mm-hmm. barrier to NFTs, like, how, are you going to force people into getting no. that party? Points? I want to go to that party, right? It's going to be a way of life pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's, a credit card, damn. Like, you know, people wasn't used to the credit cards in the first yeah. when you was younger. Your mom was more worried I, I about cash than the credit card. Now... Credit card, credit card, credit card. There's no difference than natural progression. Beep is the iPhones. Yeah, right. Apple Pay. I mean, you know, yeah. Coin, uh, Cash App. Yeah. The greatest example. Like, how many millions of people were adopted into cryptocurrency because they were cash based? They wanted small payments to go back and forth between friends, and then they have now you have millions of people using this app, and they were like, all right, now we're going to unlock crypto, and whoever, whatever else comes next after it. And you don't need a bank account. Think yeah, about it. Because a lot of people to this day, you know, whatever part of life they have. People don't have bank accounts still. People don't, you know, people don't have, like, they have a prepaid card. They don't have a credit card. That's why we try to encourage people to learn about crypto because we want to bank the unbanked. That's why I have these crypto ATM machines to teach people about this money that you don't want to actually put in the bank and those who actually have cash. Let me show you how to put this in the crypto and nine times to the 10, you're going to make more money on your money in this crypto than sitting in your house. Everything has a risk, but for the most part, you definitely can make percentage on that dollar that the bank can't give you. 
at all. Staking, right. I know you know about staking and all that type of oh, stuff. Staking, yeah. Stake, what? Uh, no, I don't know. I know you're the expert. Jim might know about that. I don't know about money. Staking speaks to the utility, right? Definitely, definitely. You know, there's stake and there's burn, right? Now, it took me a while to figure this out. You know, <laughs> Come with it, Beef. Tell me about it. It took me a while please. to figure this out. So if you get an NFT, you know, um, you have the option of getting this NFT. If you have this exclusive NFT, an exclu- exclusive token, you can opt to either stake it or burn it. Burn it means basically you, you just get it out of the supply. You just throw it away and you take whatever value it is and whatever, that's it. But it, it's a cash out. But staking means that you're, you're invested in it. the community. You're holding it. You know, and so that unlocks other things. When you stake, you might get another few other tokens as incentives to stay. And then those tokens will be worth something. Then you have utility. So like you said, you've staked your uh, FWB, right? Your social token probably got more tokens. And then they were like, okay, you know, now well, that you that have one, this. Not that, but I'm no, a duck. I have a duck, And I have this NFT called duck, And it's like, you know, people are like, oh, profile picture is a silly duck. no. I, every time I, every single day, I earn 10 cryptocurrencies they created, social tokens, whatever, called Volt. That has a value tied to it because people are buying Volt, just like buying a stock increases the value. Mm-hmm. So every month, like let's say every 30 days that I have this NFT, I earn enough Volt token that's worth equivalent of like, let's say, 0.08 ETH. So let's say, unless. $200, $300 by just having the NFT and doing nothing. Nope. Like, there's literally another that's one called CyberConf. Exactly. And the that's bank, the thing. So Melanie. The bank don't give you no rate of return. Melanie. Yeah. How did you learn all of this, Melanie? Twitter, Twitter, Discord, you know, being up at 2 a.m., just clubhouse rooms, Twitter spaces, and just trying to find what's next. See, a lot of times, like, what I see, sometimes people will, like, buy a stock because it's just like fuck it I'm a, I'll figure it out later right nah. and then they lose all their bread don't do that so you know look I gotta dot the I's cross the T's make sure it makes sense but I understand that there's a certain like risk that we have to I mean it's only a risk if you put yourself in that risk oh, if you if you put if you put, you put yourself in that risk you got a couple dollars then you'd be smart about the money you invest you know there's sure investments like you could put money in Bitcoin Bitcoin and Ethereum and get at least 7% on your dollar every year so that's that's for one you could start right there get a little little pieces of Bitcoin five six hundred dollars right. in Ethereum and watch that go then there's the whole sea out there that you actually explore and start to learn about yourself and that's the best way to do it that's why I encourage you to get the wallet once you get the wallet you invest in some short shots so you know that you got some things that's definitely going to come back then you start to do the due diligence like everybody else. All right, what's the next hit? What I need? Oh, a cardinal? Oh, let me go get a little bit of cardinal. Let me see how that works out for me. Come back to that in a month. Oh, shit, I'm up a couple of dollars. All right, let me put a little bit more. It's all about how you hit the space. You, you understand what I'm trying I to do, say? I do. Nobody can't really teach you it, but teach right. you the basics and layout of what you need to know. And on you got to. So you just got to be willing to just It's like learn, working right? on a computer. When they told me to, when I, I told you when I first got to Gateway in '94, and it was like Microsoft Word 2.0. It was like <laughs> she just go ham on that shit. Press as much buttons as you want. You can't break it. You did. Just go ahead and figure it out. Explore, explore. Try to figure out as many things on this computer as you can because you can't break it. And that's what it's like. That's what it's feeling like all over again to me. Like, get in this space. And but it's explore. money. Yeah, but I'm saying. It's money like, if you spend the money. Yeah. It don't cost nothing to go and look. Yeah. It don't cost that's nothing true. to read. It's it's don't cost nothing. And then, that's and then true. You also think about all the things that you actually spend money on. Uh, that we all spend money on every day, Facts. right? That have no value. So, like, when you get into. That like people always say like oh if you got two hundred to spend on Jordans you got 
got 200 to spend on Jones. Get your jaws. Right. Like, exactly. You got to spend money on the jaws. You can't, you can't be looking desperate. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. go at this with my daughter all but the time. But just things that we spend money on. Right. Yeah, because there's a value. Don't right? hold no merit it's in our social, life. It's social currency, right? right? Everything is, that, all that yeah. is materialistic. But I'm saying, but, for but, some but people. But it might have value. It might have personal sentimental value. Sentimental value. Well, but also, the sneaker resale market is booming. crazy. So they actually have. It's a smart play. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like like I said, well, that's like what women and do with Birkenbags, right? Still, yeah. Well, well Birkenbags is different. That's yeah. actually like a Rolex. A Birkenbag accumulates value right. the longer you have it. Yeah. Jordans don't do that, but they do resell for a certain amount of dollars. As long as they're not beat up or yes. in good condition. A yeah. Birkenbag baby is like a Rolls Royce from the 1930s. That thing right. is going up if you got it in your closet. For real. That's like an NFT. Like NFT. So a, like an NFT. I mean, shit. I mean, an NFT is just like art. The way the way art becomes um uh, uh, a value is if all of us say, oh, this, is this new artist, Mine and Diamonds, he's the shit. So let's all put this up and tell them, oh, this is the new artist and this shit is going crazy. It costs a certain, certain amount of money. And now the artist is now the new popping person. Got when it. Jay-Z put that Richard Milley on, say, nigga, this the new watch. All you little rappers better go get. You already know. Now what's going and on? What Every single rapper got they a Richard Milley and if you don't have it, you broke, nigga. You ain't got a Richie in your closet. You ain't I'm on my you. level. So is there the way... The is going up on them. Wait, so is there a way for companies to kind of like break like the system? So, for example, like, can companies back uh, of course. artists and they could do whatever. create a false... Like it's not a false. It's just a money maker. System? They just putting putting value on something that's an NFT. It's not a fluke. It's what they do. They can mm. put a piece of spit on the wall. If the right people say that spit is worth two million dollars, they're gonna buy that spit. Yeah, the banana on the wall. We also yeah. saw the banana, the banana on the wall. Banana on the wall. Our Basel. Basel. Yeah. So it's not a hustle. Yeah. It's about the influence. Because what I hear a lot of times, people say NFT is a scam. Like that's for what people who say. don't understand. But it sounds like it's to culture. me, and you're like me in that way. Buy the things that mean, mean something. something to so, you. so I, whether the value go up or go down, right? Like it still holds something to you. Like right. you could start there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that could be your entry point where you look. At, I'm the same way. I got to be passionate. Do you have any NFTs? About, I, I do not. Do you have any crypto wallets? I do not. I'm Come here. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. But now I'm 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 here. This is lucky. day to learn. Listen, I'm 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 convinced. Crypto I'm convinced. Crypto.com. It is the future. I mean, like you can't deny it. Like it's the future. Like. MP3s were when when Napster. Remember Napster? Yeah, and, and, every, just, and it everybody. Is. I mean, it, is it one of those things like get on and get left? Like if you're not on board, no, you're be, no, no? I just set your own time. It's we're, all yeah. we're all so early. We're all early. This still a, this this, we're still in a space right now that you could get involved and you could still potentially. But you can't get left fairly yeah. fast because. Everything that happens can. in digital time goes quicker yeah. every day. There's bags that you won't get, but there's still bags in the you future. Can get. Yes. But I really and want to point a real quick point about kind of like about the wearables, right? So you can have a JPEG, and it might not be the wearable to wear in the metaverse, right? Mm-hmm. But the good thing about this tech thing is if you are investing in the right teams, like, okay, you can I'll buy a photo of a pair of sneakers from you because that JPEG just might be a photo, but I know the way your brain is in three months – that might be some sneakers in the metaverse. And then then that can lead to something else and to something else and something else. And that's the thing about when you are investing and being doing your own research, you have to realize, okay, if I'm just buying a photo of some sneakers, will it just say that? Am I talking to a team? If in their Discord and their Twitter, are they talking about other things? If they're not, 
I'm not spending one ETH on it. But if they say it's calling one ETH and it's someone on this table, I know that, yeah, I'm going to spend this one ETH right now because it might just be a photo, some sneakers. But I know this might be giving me access to like the Barney store yes. of the metaverse in a year. And this is the that NFT was the first thing. Okay, first it was a photo, then it led to a wearable, then it gave access yes. to an exclusive store, then it then now yes. I have access to a real store in yes. Milan. Yes. That's all possible yes. if you're investing in the yes. right people. So that's the thing, it's like, but you can't let your idea with the possibilities and saying, let me buy anything. They can do that. No, you gotta actually invest in the right people. And like when it comes to this game now, the smart VCs and stuff like that, they're talking to people like us because they're like, oh, if you can see it, I'll give you the capital to build it. Mm. And that's like, this is why, especially people of color, we need to get into the space because if you are a visionary type and you actually do execute, there's money for you because a lot of people are trying to say, what's a wallet? And if you're like, yo, I have all, all these ideas and if you connect me to that person and that person, and that person, we're going to get it done. There's people who are going to help you do that. So that's why we all need to get into this in our own due time, just because in real life, <laughs> we might not be able to do this type of stuff. Like I call like this like a black Wall Street era right now, because mm. not only can we create it, but we can support each other internationally. Mm. I can support an artist. Like mm. I bought my first NFT on Solana from this team all in Nigeria. I've never been to the continent, mm. but I was able to support their business. So, like, this is our Black Wall Street right now. It's amazing. No, that's why. That's one of the reasons why I, I, I created the the, the Capital Coin because of where we are in the culture. And I know the power we have once we come together and invest and support something. So, like we saying, the NFTs has. We want to know what the value is or what what happens with, with it after we buy. So, when I brought the Capital Coin, I was figuring out what I wanted to actually do, not just the influence and cashing out but cashing in meaning that I want people to retain their, their, their capital coin so that they could use it at all of the mom and pop stores that are starting in Harlem and things like that from the bodega to the barbershop to all these and anytime you use a capital coin it's going to come at a discounted price at anywhere you use this coin so just give it the people not to cash out but to cash in meaning we hold these coins and just keep it circulating the value oh, yeah. builds up for them and for, for me we all get to eat by using this currency and not only by me creating this I want to open up a lane for other people like myself who has influence so now if I create a capital coin and start to uh, flood Harlem with capital coin with people using it now in turn Meek Mill can you get a Meek Mill coin and his range from Philly to wherever he's at and now it's no different than currency you have in the world yet like Jamaican money is such that you might need a thousand dollars for one dollar exactly. but it's still money you still could spend that money in Jamaica right like no different with these capital coins like my shit is valued at a cent right now I'm real money yep. you dig so now for the people who wants to invest i suggest you're getting early because sooner or later this penny is going to slightly go uh. up a little bit <laughs> and you can get rich off of just grabbing at a low cost right. and watching it go up Shit, if you yeah. put like a thousand dollars into that yeah. penny and it goes right. up it goes up like you know a couple yeah. points or it moves a decimal and what happens if it reaches a dollar and it right. really starts to become exactly. currency dollar that, on dollar that, that people now like can use I got, in the zoom. Store. I got zoom in february 2020 Right, I got Zoom stock February 2020. I'd invest a lot, just a uh, little bit, because I saw what the world uh, was turning, you know? Now, when it was, even today, how many Zoom calls are we on? It's been over a year and a half later. 
Zoom's it's the same anywhere. things, but the Even idea is we, outside, we all can anywhere. create our Zoom. You have your coin, mm. you have your token, you have your token. That's the thing. We might not be able to have something on Coinbase. I mean, we might have something on, on Robinhood, on right? Swap. You know, I'm saying. But before we're on Robinhood, right before we IPO, we can all create our own social token. Yes, 100. And we can have people invest in us, and people can buy yes. things with our social and really create real economies. So I can, yeah, have, my, CP, I can have my. Uh, what is a CPO? Right? Yeah. Uh, CPO, right? That's what they call it. Crypto. What's IPO? IPO. Crypto public. Let me ask a question, though. And this is a genuine question out of yeah, not knowing. Mm -hmm. At what point, because this is all early adoption. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like whenever we get to making some money for ourselves and talking about creating our own economies, mm -hmm. here come regulations. Mm -hmm. The SEC is so, all up on SCC's this. So, so, so but the beauty of this is. I don't think that they're going to be ready, ready to stop too much when it comes to this space. They said it's sort of like whack-a-mole. Because this space is created so nobody can it's put no so barriers. I don't it's know, designed. but it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> it was you that said you did? SEC trying to regulate cryptocurrency is like playing the game of whack-a-mole. 100% yeah. it can't be done Now they can They can they can catch you From doing crimes Within that space Like if you're doing Some wild right. shit Of course They can they, We're not they, encouraging that you, Yeah You yeah. dig But for They can't really stop What's going on In that space You dig and like, at Don't all. get it twisted Like you know Whales People with a lot of money Look at crypto And the NFT space To store value you Man know? this whole shit right. Was built on crime I mean the whole shit Is crime the, But I mean, but it was built directly on crime. Yeah, that, like, that, that Bitcoin I mean, was built for I mean, crime. I mean, so, so, was that, our, so was our economy in this country. No, but, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, 100%. Right. But this was built directly no, for that. Yeah, so the they Silk can't Road, get caught I mean, when it comes to the transferring of money and things so that they can get use it for whatever it is out there in the world. That shit was so dope that now it's come back full circle that we are using it for everyday life now because it can't be stopped. Right. I mean, I mean, people see, like, a lot of these NFTs are used as profile pictures, right? And the reason is why is because you have your crypto wallet. It's not tied to your bank account. So no one knows your real identity. You have a profile picture. You as a, a monkey, a turtle, whatever. So no one knows what you look like. You can walk into here right now and you can be someone worth $1 billion. Not even know. And no one will know. And that's the thing is like, take the crime out of it. It's the idea of people are accumulating wealth. But at the same time, it's no, there's no, there's no X on your back now. So let mm -hmm. me ask, you said this is a space that people of color especially should be getting into, definitely, right? Definitely, definitely. Both me and Rob are people of color sitting here. We're just not, you know, we're both very smart people. You of know, course. I've known Rob for a very long time. You're smarter time. than me, but yeah. We're both very smart people. <laughs> what, what do you think is like the biggest barrier to entry? Why is it not something that's so easily adoptable? Most conversations aren't like this. We're mm. not saying... Fungible, fungibility, non-fungible token. I hate that. I don't, I, I, you'll never hear me describe, people will say what an NFT is, you will never hear me say fungible ever. Why? Because people don't as, understand it. As soon as I hear that, my mind goes blank, you know? And, and I remember learning this type of stuff and the way people were breaking things down and it took me so much longer to get my crypto wallet because I said, what did I say to you? It's an app. Download the app. What's your hang up, bro? Why are you like? Why are you slow? Um, why are you lunching? Yeah, because I, I think this yeah, is the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, it. It's actually something. Prior even to being at this table, it's conversations I've been having with some people around you know the NFT space specifically. So it's just education. It's just I, I, I'm it's the type that I, I got to know before it's I jump right. into something, but also not be afraid. So like even prior to this, like I'm close. 
to figuring all my shit out and just going for it. Like and, really, and really download close. a wallet. Because yeah. the thing about it is kind of like you and say, jump in. Time, right? yo, stop playing. Downloading, downloading your MetaMask wallet, right? That's not even jumping into it because yeah. it costs no crypto. You don't got to do it. It's like you just like basically it's like saying like, OK, I have an email doesn't mean that you made a Fortune 500 company. Right, right. You just made a new Gmail account. Right. And it's the same thing. It's like set up a Gmail account yeah. when you set up that wallet. I'm on it. Honestly, you know? like I'm on when, it. when like I downloaded MetaMask, like I can't be like last year or something like that. And all I would do last is just year? play with the little fox because it like moves with your mouse. And I just play with it. And I didn't even like log in or anything. I just like I felt I felt smart just having it, you right. know. And then it was just like the baby steps you take. I mean, it's really about like having these conversations where there's not a lot of jargon. I hate that shit. How, like, how much? How much? Let's get down because I think this is helpful for, for, for people to hear as well. How much money does it take? Like what's a good starting a hundred dollars. Yeah, and so you could explore and just, just figure it out, and then you'd be willing so, to lose it. So, 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 right. And and I'm I'm asking that too, more so for for people mm-hmm. listening, right? So, a hundred dollars, or, or even for kid, like think about the shit that we spend a hundred dollars on, yeah, just, and, and don't think about it. But there's a let's not forget a hundred dollars is still a hundred dollars to a lot. For, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? For so sure. when we're dealing with this table, sure. $100 to us means nothing. Right, right. But $100 Facts. for some people has to be a small investment. $100 and still this means is, something can, to And me. this can be a very small investment Facts. with $100 that you but, use. You don't but this want, is what I say. This is like the same way that, you know, people will sign up to um, a class to, you know, people will pay to go to a conference, right? Mm-hmm. Or pay 100 bucks to take a, learn Google AdWords, right? right. You got to think about that when you buy a $100 NFT, because most NFTs, where if they're salt, they'll have a Twitter account, they'll have a Discord account to it. So if you get like a Afro Droids, right? One of the first. Yeah, like, I love the Afro Droids. Yeah, Afro Droids, yeah. one of the few, um, what we call general of art, like kind of like 10,000 type of, you know, culture project made by someone on the continent, right? It costs about $100 to get it, but they have a Discord server, they have a Twitter account, they have they a have lot a of conversations on Twitter spaces. So mm-hmm. the idea is like, it's the same as sign up for that course. Because by you just buying that one NFT, you're in the community and you can hop into that Discord server and hear all the conversations, learn, learn from all these experts, like because you're part of them and they and they don't see you as, oh, you just got a wallet yesterday. You you could have been in this space in 2013. You could have been in the space in 2020 or yesterday. You are in the community. And that's the game changer that like. I've never seen an existing life. It's like mm. when you put on a t- t-shirt, right? If you see me put on like a diggable planets t-shirt, anyone who <laughs> knows hip hop will be like, oh, she likes old school hip hop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you they're, can have a conversation. Yeah, but I was like, no, that was the yeah. diggable planets is random. Right. I get it though. I'm from Flatbush, no, Brooklyn. No, but you so get what I, I mean? That. But it's like kind of like if you see that, you know, like, okay, right. you know about hip hop. And thing. it's the same thing when you have a certain NFT and pop into the community. They're not gonna, they're not gonna quiz you. They're not gonna say, Oh, do you are you into Polygon? Are you into Salon? They're not gonna quiz mm-hmm. you. They're gonna say, You're in the community, let's help you learn. And a lot of us who's been in this space, if we want to admit it or not, our first NFTs helped us just jump first into mm-hmm. that community. So like I say your first one, don't buy anything. 
just like you start with Bitcoin and Ethereum, something mm. reasonable by a cryptocurrency, buy an NFT that you know that already has a Twitter account, mm. already has a Discord server. You can get in the Discord server without buying the NFT. Are people talking in it? Are people active every day? Then get into it, but so, don't buy anything. Don't buy so, 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 so at least even if the thing doesn't accumulate in value or whatever, the value is exactly. within the community, the community. that and they've created around it and the information you can then glean from that community. A thousand and that's percent, why that's I feel it. like for musicians... It's like going back to the fan club, you know, like when I was a little bit like younger, but it's 100% um, that. It's digital, what was that band? It's digital um, memorabilia. LP Underground, which was Linkin Park. Like they had the most crazy exclusive fan club called LP Underground. When you join LP Underground and you paid like to be a part of that community, you got like mystery boxes and T-shirts and you got special ticketing. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing, except it's all virtual. You know, yeah. that token, that NFT invites you into this world. So I, I just I just see it if people start thinking and that's, you know, especially artists, musicians start thinking that way instead of just being like, I'm going to upload my NFT, you sell a million dollars worth it. No, you're building this community. But that's what people get off top when they hear these <laughs> NFTs when they don't have the knowledge. They think that either it's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fraud or they're going to be able to make a shitload of money off top. Yeah. Yo, what's the, I got people every day, yo, I want to do this NFT, yo. Please, like, yo, they just think it's something they could just put on their phone. Oh, my NFT is up, and it, and, and it's not. It's nah, not. You know what I mean? That's why we need, we need more conversations like this. We need to explain more to people how, That's how to the value, move the in the space. Like you said, yeah, and jumping then, yeah. into a Discord, and you know, like I did it. Like I, jo- I joined like a bu- like I have like thirty Discords. I joined just because I like I like this NFT. And you go there, you be like, wow, they got four thousand people in here talking about this. And then you just, just hey, what's going on? And they're like, hey, guy, what's up? And then you got new friends. And you from this guy's from Sweden. This guy's from South Africa. And, then, you know, and you're all together for this one cause. And it, it becomes. Is it different for, I feel like, in old school or traditional business, like they're gatekeepers who kind of hoard the information. Like no, they don't really want you to flowing. know. It's, it's decentralized. It's flowing, yeah. Because yeah. it's community, right? Because like, the community creates the value, right? So the more people in the community builds the value. You want people of, to buy it and you want people the thing about it is like you like it's a win if you have an NFT and we say like holders, wallet holders have it. So like you want an NFT that has it might be ten thousand total. You want five thousand, six thousand people buying it because that's six thousand people. I have a board ape, I'm talking about board ape from the table. This is gonna be broadcast. This is raising the value, the awareness of it. So they want that. And like I was thinking about talking about these like fan groups is the same way there was like Kanye to the and yep. our future talk and like how groups like Brockhampton remember, remember Nike talk yeah. and stuff Nike like that yeah, Brockhampton on Nike started talk. in one of these chats you yeah. know yeah. and that's the thing like we have these organizations called DAOs 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 the same things like what's a DAO basically it's like a, or, a digital first organization but the thing is in these same discords and these group chats they turn into like small collectives yeah, and they're going to make the next visionaries it's, it's you know they're like coming a, together honestly it's 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 like a fucking street team or like a right. indie label it's just an indie label without walls it's a startup without walls it's just like that's global that's global that you know you don't you you hire you don't have to hire people like you could create a dow and be like okay i have this dow like my guy here has 40 acres dow where you at so when you say wait, when you say create a DAO, you create a DAO. You're just creating a community. You're creating you, an online you do space. It, yeah, it's sometimes like a Google Workspace. Sometimes it starts as a community. It could be on like Discord. You know, you know, like, like I, like I have a community, right? I have this community that started on Clubhouse a year ago. 
on a call blurred lines right mm -hmm. it started off as we gather from around the world talk about music web three culture from everywhere one person pulls up from south africa one person pulls up from sweden every week right that could link into the community and just like how odd future started off in i mean brock hamden started in a chat it's the same thing we're gonna have people who start in a clubhouse room in a yeah. discord so is your clubhouse room a DAO? Pardon? Is your clubhouse room a DAO? It's going to be there and probably it's moving that direction, but it starts by the community first. Yeah. Some people start as a DAO. I start as a community because I want to have like-minded people together, believe in each other, fighting for each other, want to build. And like that's the thing is we're going to see a lot of NFTs started because they are all collectors of the same project. We're going right. to have people who are, oh, I have AfroJoy. You have AfroJoy. Oh, you have, we all have his coins. Let's all build things. So that's what the future is going to be. It's really like-minded people coming together because they all are investing in the same project. And they're like, exactly. wait, let's make something that doesn't exist. And it also goes by their expertise because within the DAO, you have different guilds. And each guild could be like, this is the marketing department. So it's open source to anybody in the world that has marketing and it's, uh, experience that wants to, that feels like this is the community that, that they're attached to and that they're drawn to could join this guild within this DAO and then share their marketing expertise or their or their web development expertise or their design development each in these and then you have a literal global corporation staffed with thousands of people that you don't see unless you have like group calls and you're all working in for the collective of the maybe a big project like there's DAOs that people hire out to create strategies like it's 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 the future. I don't see the people that I work with anymore anyway. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, like, yeah. like in a real job, like you don't. So, yeah. Rob, you interview people all the time, okay. right? Yeah. Do you have, are, these, are people having these conversations? Are you hearing this? I'm hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Are like, they like sound. resistant to it? Are they afraid of it? Like. It just depends. It's early adopters. Like, and, and not, there's people who are resistant to it because they don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 and I'm not the one to push the conversation because I'm not in it myself. Like, right. just even being here at this table with y'all inspired the hell out of me. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm going to get moving right away. But me and you, we're going to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Should be the next article. You're going to teach me stuff. Yeah. Hop and, and, yeah. and, and you going to teach us some stuff. Yeah, but James gonna do a um Because you can write workshop. an article and sell an article as an NFT, each page as an NFT. Yeah, on Mirror. Each page is an NFT. That's crazy. You, you see this? And the each totalization page, of your each world. page could be worth more. Like the first right. page could be worth one point some ether. Right. The last page could be worth a whole ether. Like right. each page could have a different value that's for crazy. people. People to are, actually people are funding it. films. People are funding right. films, crowdsourcing. And like back to the music conversation, one thing is like this is amazing artist. You probably know Latasha, mm -hmm. who's been in the space for a long time. And she'll say, I know, based back to knowing your worth, right? She's saying, no, my music is not worth 0 0.08 ETH. It's worth this amount of Dude, money. She has something up for $5 million yeah. in ETH. Yeah, she, crowd, like, she crowdfunds. She crowdfunds. Crowd so she gets to, so that's why a community is so important because she'll say, okay, I know one person in my community might not be able to afford something that might cost $30,000, right? But if I have, let's say, 100 people who all have a certain amount of money, we're all going to band together and support me. And yes, I am worth $30,000. And that's why we back to our earlier point about just some average musician. Don't jump in and might say that. You got to get your people on board. You, get, you can't yeah. say, what? I have hundred likes on my Instagram. Can you get all the one hundred thousand likes on your Instagram post? To Most all people big? can't. Most artists can't even, can, can't even do good. it. Most artists can't even get them to click on a Spotify link. I mean, I you look know at Latasha yeah. much less, but yeah, I look but at Latasha's page. Yeah. She got like twenty thousand people, but then she's selling her art for like thirty, forty thousand. But, 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 but that's what she's it is. mobilizing. I, I, I'm mobilizing. I think, I think yeah. in this art world, like 
through social media, we've been trained or, or taught to think to get the most amount of followers, the most amount of likes. And, and that's cool, right? But how much of that is actually engagement? Engagement, yeah. right? And I think the thinking, particularly in the art world, is like, and the trend is going to become smaller more engaged groups yeah. exactly. keep the rest of the fight like I'm cool like if y'all want to watch keep looking what you're looking at but <laughs> this smaller group that we're going to participate and incentivize and this is the way. them, incentivize them yeah. with social tokens to be able to be a part of this community like Jim has what like 40 million in audience already across social media I'm pretty sure he takes like 2% of that 2% of that will probably go buy everything he wants, but be able to pull those people out and be like, you yeah, are my super VIPs. It, but it's very hard to get that 2% to engage in what you want them to engage into as far as what you need them to buy. That 2% might be an avid fan of yours, but that don't mean they're going to buy everything you want them to buy when you want it. So you got to strategize mm -hmm. to hit that 2% so that it, it turns over for you. What are some of the things that you do to get these people to... Well, I mean, well, I've been in the game for a minute, so when I got an album coming out, I got a whole label that's going to mm -hmm. drill it down. They throw, oh, Jim Jones' album's coming out this day. We got Mind and Diamonds, so United Masters is going to be like, oh, Mind and Diamonds is coming out. So uh, for me, it's a little bit easier to, to hit those points, but he what he's saying is totally right. Like, if I got $40 million, I might be able to target 2% that actually will buy Anything that and I put out, them. but we have yeah. to target that two percent for them to buy when I need them to so buy. So, are you targeting? So, when you do your NFT stuff and your crypto stuff, are you targeting the people that's already in the community, or are you targeting? I don't talk. I target people. I, Does it matter? I, I worry. I worried about my community, and I'm not engaging. I'm not doing things specifically for my community. I'm just worried about my, about my community because I know once I can get my community to get involved, what I got going on, they have they all have their own community. And then the next time around, mm -hmm. that makes my community that much bigger once they give their community something that they like from me. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I worry about the things that I can control more, more, say. Like, that's why with the Capricorn, I'm worried about just the stores in Harlem right now because I know that's my community that I'm most likely to get more traction out of. And now... Each one of these stores has a network system also. They might know another store where they get their sugar from, or they might know, she might know where she get her weed from, and then that might spread to the beauty parlor store like because of their network that they have and things like that on using the Capricorn. Oh, it's 20% off of using and things like that. So yeah. I'm always worried about my community as opposed mm -hmm. to everything mm -hmm. else because you keep trying to reach everything else, you're never going to get there. It's so big out there. Yeah. And I think also when it comes to other musicians, I think you got to know that a super fan doesn't always mean like an early adopter fan. So like there's some people that they might not be the biggest fan, but they're willing to try something like the same way that, you know, like I love DJ Khaled and I was following him on, you Snap. know, I was following on him Snapchat. on Snap, nope. but like, had I bought every DJ Khaled album on iTunes at the point, I hadn't, I just, of course I danced to the songs in the club, but at the same time, I'm an early adopter person. So I was following DJ Khaled on Snap back in whenever that was. And you got to realize, okay, your super fans might be like liking it on Instagram and giving you 10,000 likes. And there's another type of fan that's going to buy that, that social token, going to buy that NFT. And that's okay. And the idea is if you get those early adopter fans to go hard for you and you support them and you might say, okay, it might start off with a hundred. It might start with a thousand. It might start with five. Right. But if you invest in them and show, okay, let's keep this motivated. Let's not just one, make a sale, sell out and celebrate. Like, no, two months later, keep on making those 10,000, not those 100 people happy, is going to do great because guess what? 
two months later, those super fans are going to be like, okay, I, I, I had two months to figure this out. I had two months to figure this out. It's still going. Let me hop in. And that's okay because the early adopters are going to be in for the first two months. And the super fans are going to come in two months later. And the rest of the people are going to come in two years after that. And that's all all right. Yeah, yeah, and that was, that was the beauty of, of, of Nipsey, rest in peace. I, yeah. You know, I was at MTV at the time when he did the $100 mixtape. If y'all remember, he did a $100 one. Mm-hmm. And after that was successful, he did a $1,000 mixtape yep. after that. And, and, and the headline, and I interviewed him then for that. And the headline then was a $100 mixtape. And I think that's what everybody ran with, right? But what he was essentially doing was building community. Building a community. It, it, oh, yeah. it wasn't just $100. It was the $100 mixtape. You came to the store to come... Have him autograph it, meet him, take a picture. Get merch. They gave you a bottle of champagne. So right. that's essentially and a utility. concert ticket. Yep. Like, NFTs. That's what y'all are doing right yeah, yeah. now, right? So you get that the was NFT. an NFT before the NFT. Right. He's yeah. ahead of his time. So was the Wu Tang that album? Was that an NFT? No, so, you're gonna love this. Now those DAOs we just talked about, right? Yeah. One called Pleaser DAO. They just bought that from Martin Scarelli. Right. That happened like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like all this stuff is intertwined, but like that's the thing. Is like when it comes to people of color, it's kind of the idea is like. If you understand sneakers and StockX, if you understand Kanye to the, if you understand, like, if you if you know the story of Nipsey, you already understand this culture. And that's like, that's the thing. Like, I know it's like the mental blocks. Oh, this is crypto. I don't understand this. But the average person down the street doesn't know the Nipsey story. The average person on the street doesn't understand that walking down the street, they'll see a pair of Yeezys and understand those are $300 shoes and you have to go to StockX. Average person doesn't get that. So us knowing that knowledge makes it so much easier to get into this world. While someone else who only knows about, you know, Clarks and <laughs> they get hey. all their news from, you know, <laughs> right. the regular magazine. And you know, this going to be harder for them. So we really have a leg up. And when we, like, when we get into the space, we can run with it just because we have like, the average turning your TV news and all this cultural capital to really not just understand it, but to really create our own legacy within it. Yeah. Where's the place that you could like get the most information? Like Twitter clubhouse, the NFT Gym? Bible. I say the NFT what? Bible. Oh. <laughs> What's the NFT <laughs> Bible? Where do you get that? Yeah. Um, the platform where a lot of people kind of like the Amazon of NFTs, like I'm not affiliated with them at all. It's called OpenSea, right? Most NFTs, if you buy it, if it sells out or whatever, you can buy it on the secondary market on OpenSea. And the thing about it is they made the, a complete guide called the NFT Bible. Google it, first thing that comes up, and it gives a breakdown of everything. If you really want to do research, but at the same time, if I'm honest, I wouldn't even start there. The first thing is download the app MetaMask. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, because you'll have like this thing, you'll have this thing called seed phrase, write it on a sheet of paper, write it on a whiteboard. Write it fifteen times. Never ever. If you get a DM from me, don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. It's to not me. I don't, I don't want your seed phrase. To know if nobody. someone DMs you on Discord saying, "Hey, we're giving away crypto punks. We're giving away board apes," do not click the link. Never click a link that you get in a Discord, um, like in a DM. Never ever ever never ever give away that private phrase or seed phrase. Never give it away. But legit, don't look for don't look for easy money. Just set up your MetaMask. Get your C MetaMask, phrase. M E T A. Okay. Like like Facebook Meta. Better, better, yeah. <laughs> and, and then it, mask M A S K. Yeah, the mask. And like that's okay. like having your your, you know, having your Cash App number. Right. Let me let me ask yeah. you a question. One one thing is because you, you could operate in um anonymity in this yeah. world. 
Should should your user's name should it just be something completely different from your government name? Be. Does it matter? Well, okay. Speaking of the username, um, is a big thing called ENS, right? right? And What's ENS? ENS? Um, basically, it's this. It's like imagine. Okay, it's like Cash App, right? So you can send my Cash App if anyone wants to do it. You can send money in Cash App to me right now, <laughs> and it's the same name as my username on Twitter X Y and Z. You don't gotta know my bank account number. You know my cash tag. That's the same thing with this ENS is. You so it would be your, like Melanie.eth. Yeah, mine is Melanie.eth, M-E-L-K-N-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Right. Good for you. I'm not stopping you. But I know that you don't that's care like, about that NFT. That's like when they was um, paying rappers to be in the South Pole at. <laughs> but like, like so, we knew we wasn't rocking it, but, but he was like, "Yo, get that money." But once buddy. again, get we know money. this culture. But we like, know the so culture. when the Block so, yeah. so I'm seeing a lot of <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of corporations, right? Like I just saw like McDonald's put out an NFT, right, for the McRib or something. <laughs> yeah, the like McRib, that. NFT, right? Like, but I'm just saying, like, so when the corporations start to get involved. Does it change the whole dynamic of it? Is it a good thing? Like, I'm going to give you an example. Like, last weekend, it was like a battle, a big old battle rap thing. I don't know what it's called. What is it? A competition? Yeah, the Drake joint? Yeah, the Drake yeah, joint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I saw some of the oh, yeah. OG battle rappers like, this is for us, yo. Why are you letting... You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want... to be disrespectful to Drake didn't do it no, on his own. Drake no, I don't want to say, like, it was Drake yeah, and Smack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was URL it's just, thing. He appreciates URL. the culture. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is what happens is a lot... Like you said, like, when we do this stuff, right, it's for us, it's the community. We're building this from the bottom up, right? Then when corporations come in, they have a whole lot of money and then they can change the whole dynamic of it. I don't know. I don't think it's going to go that way. The corporation can't change the dynamic of an NFT at all. Like what I they said, can do like is, pay, is, is, is pay extra to get involved with the NFT business. Right. No, so no that's a good thing. And it's there's no a, discount. It's always a good thing. Visa bought a CryptoPunk, right? They didn't get a discount because they're Visa. So everyone, everyone has the same skin in the game. If you're a celebrity, if you were a brand. Yep. If you didn't buy the NFT the day it dropped, what we call minting it, and you get it for like really cheap, and the price goes up you after, is 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 that's that's you know that's capitalism. You know, it's we all buying price. at the same price. Right? Is, is, is that make like for me example again not knowing nothing. I wouldn't buy a McRib NFT because I wouldn't buy a, I wouldn't <laughs> a buy a McRib sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm but then again, you know, people love McRibs. That's like those are like a baseball favorites. card. Like that's what I used right. to call a, an NFT mm-hmm. when I first learned about it. A right. digital baseball, baseball card. card. So top shots. You did. Like at some yeah, point, so the McRib might just be another baseball card exactly. that you have inside of your baseball card. Right. Like, what? Right. I got the, the baby roof uh, right. uh, Yankees card. Well, yeah, I got the McRib too. Like, oh, it went up. Oh, the right. cash in. Let That's me like this right. the, the spicy nuggets, right? Everybody know like there's certain foods. I might buy a spicy nugget. You might I'll get a McFlurry. If I get an NFT, get McFlurry's for life. I might do that. McDonald's just come with that. You tell the machine's still not working. If machine, yeah, machine's still not come on now. we know that again because we know the culture you can yeah, sell yeah. me McFlurries for life the machine's never right. working Definitely. <laughs> well I think uh, yep. well today has been very dope that was good uh, we've been, feel, we've, I'm like we've I'm had a hell, of, a hell of a conversation um, I think we learned a lot about the NFT space um, also about the crypto space um, but just how it affects our life like you know the opportunity this is the opportunity right now this is it Yes, and the way that we have a leg up in it, the way that like people of color, we have a leg up into the space when we get into it, we can do really, really well. About time, I mean, we still behind, but we do got a leg up. But it's absolutely accessible, definitely to all of us. Oh. Oh. Was that right on time? That was right on time. That was good. That was good. But yeah, like I think it's accessible. I think it's something that we should not be afraid of. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not so scary today. You got a little bit more info. You got a little bit more info. A little bit more info. But it's the way it's explained to people. It's the way it's explained to people. It's popping right now. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait. I'm glad because the terminology scare a lot of people more yeah. than they should. When Agreed. the big words start flying around, Agreed. fungible token. Yeah, I hate that. You know, decentralized and all of this. Just, but when you get to explain it to a person like it was smoking a blunt, like, man, roll that up and let me show you. It's, exactly. it's a little bit different for the people like us. But 
This is uh, Mining Your Diamonds, a podcast where we get all up in your business because we are all about business. Uh, appreciate y'all stopping by. Uh, thank you, Melanie. Thank you, yes. Rob, for coming yes. through for sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank, I mean, thank you for having me. We yes. definitely could talk. Yes, social. Any social handles? Do you have your anything you want to tell a camera? Any businesses? Any IG, Twitter, Facebook? Please let them know what what what, what the handles are. Nah, y'all know where to find me at Rob Markman everywhere. But I'm I'm really just here for the game and the Ow. conversation, man. No, I want people. To anything be a, after that is is a. Bonus. Nah, that we want people to know exactly who you are. This the front. This the first time, man. I've interviewed this man so many times, man. <laughs> and to see him in this seat, to see him doing this thing, to see all y'all doing y'all thing is amazing. Thank Key, you. I've known for years. Beef, I've known for yep. years. Me and Melanie have mutual friends. Like this feels like a comfortable space. I'm a fan of the show. And um, I wish y'all success. Thank, thank you very thank much. You. Yeah. Thank you. I hope we can have more conversations like that. Melanie, what about yeah, you? Yeah, thank you have so much for having me here um, on social on Melanie, M-E-L-K-N-E-E, M-E-L-K-N-E-E. Um, and also follow Blurred Lines. It's like an international community where we talk about left of center music, Web3. And I feel like a year from now at this table, we'll probably be doing events around the world in the metaverse partnerships, record labels, who knows what. So it, yes. Yeah. This, this is up. our time. This is our time. So yes. thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. And follow Mining Diamonds on Instagram. Yep. Underscore Mining Diamonds. Join Twitter. us on Discord. We can carry the conversation on. We out here. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.